Hey everyone, welcome back to the Glass Seeds Podcast. This is our show where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on headlines surrounding the NHL, including recent stories, game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst the fans. This is Vidi. And my name is Bernal. Did you enjoy your holiday? I did. I did enjoy my Thursday. Your Thursday? My Thursday, yeah. Did you enjoy some good food? I did. Have some good vibes? Some good vibes, Maybe even get some Black Friday shopping deals? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, this week in hockey, the NHL fucked it again. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> Multiple ways, too. Yeah. yeah. And we will get to all of that. Yeah. And we're going to obviously start with the on-ice storylines, of which there are a few this week as well. Yep. But first of all, welcome back yeah. to Glass Seats. Yeah. Hope you all enjoyed your holiday like we did. Mm-hmm. Let's get to complaining, shall yep. we? <laughs> <laughs> this is just us ranting. Huh? This is just... Why else do we have a podcast? This is TMZ, video. but hockey. For Why do we have like... a podcast? Video? You want know fair. Fair. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> All right, let's start with some good news. Yeah. Patrick Kane, sounds like his surgery went successfully. He's mm-hmm. rehabbing, and he has signed with the Detroit Red Wings to return to the NHL. Yep. One year, 2.75 million, Patrick Kane rides again. Yeah, I think this is, um, I, honestly, a lot of people were kind of bashing this decision um, and were saying, oh, I guess he's not trying to compete. I think, I don't, one, you don't doubt Stevie Eiserman ever. Two, I think Detroit's in a good spot to compete. They're not like at the top of the division, but they're definitely a playoff team this year. And with Patrick Kane, they're definitely a playoff team. Yeah. Right. Especially on a contract like that. If, you know, if they need to trade him or if, if things don't work out, they're not locked into a long-term deal or into a high cap deal. Yeah. This is a good deal. The Red Wings basically got their trade deadline done already. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. I I think this is a team ready to maybe not go for it, but I think they could do some serious damage. Yeah, um, I, I'm mid about this one. I'll, really? I'll be honest. Okay. It feels a little early to, 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 what? to sign to a team. Why, if you're why? Patrick Kane, why'd you have to wait? Why'd you have to sign now? Why not wait till trade deadline, see who's actually in a playoff spot? I think at the start of the season, I don't think he would have signed with the Red Wings, right? Even when we had mm-hmm. our predictions, we were kind of saying, uh, we don't think Red Wings are going to you know, be a playoff team or, or whatever, or they might be a fringe team, whatever. I think they've established themselves enough now to be like a legit team this year. Same with Vancouver, right? Uh, I don't know. It's still early, right? I, I, th- like, I don't know. I think they've got it. If you've been following the noise, especially around Vancouver, mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying, hey, they're only this good because their schedule was easy so far. What? Nah. Yeah. I mean, a couple of games against the Sharks, you know, a couple of games again in Alberta. I feel like everyone says that about a team they don't, they're surprised by. Like uh, in the, terms the of like winning. too easy. Yeah, the, the, they say that in the NFL too. They say that in the NBA. Like, I don't know. I think that's a cop out excuse. I mean, Detroit right now is only in a wild card spot. They could easily fall out. Sure, but they could also climb. I think. I mean, they, they, yeah, they're an Atlantic team, so they're not beating Boston. I don't think. Um, in terms of the, the number one division spot, but I don't know. I think this is a good signing, and um, you know. Uh, again, Detroit's not the necessarily the youngest team in the league, um, but this is a good veteran presence, I think. And, you know, Kane knows how to win a cup, which is important. Yeah, he's won quite a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the other thing we have to mention is this is Patrick Kane teaming up with Alex Debrinkat again, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, you know, you already know these two have chemistry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I'm honestly interested to see how he would mesh with uh, Dylan Larkin. Okay. A, yeah. A, I don't know. I I don't think I don't think Kane and Larkin have ever played together. Both American players. Um, no. You can thank the uh, Olympic mess yeah. that the NHL has put us in for that one. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
or if there's like I don't think they ever played at like World Cup of Hockey in 2016 even, either. So even if they played together, it was like at a time when they both weren't in their primes. Yeah, right? which is why I'm interested to see how they mesh because now you know Larkin obviously wearing the C and Kane being you know the big veteran presence that he is. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how how it gels, who learns from who. You know, I don't know. Yeah, and this is all a question of timing, right? Like yes. if Patrick Kane's going to come back like maybe right after uh, the new year. Mm-hmm then his presence might just be enough to push Detroit, right? Yeah. It, but is, it, that, is that confirmed, by the way? I, have, I don't know what the timeline is okay. for him coming back. Got it. Okay. So I'm, I'm speculating here because this is all about timing, mm-hmm. right? If he waits, or he, not shouldn't say wait, if his recovery goes too far into the season, it might be enough that he himself can do if Detroit's not already in a playoff spot, right? Right. So this is either him saying, oh, I believe Detroit is going to do it mm-hmm. and with or without me. Or he believes he's going to come back early enough that his presence is going to help that team push. Mm-hmm. I and mean, so it's, it, uh, my point being, it feels risky, doesn't it? To I, me, this feels risky. I yes, but at the same time, that DeBrincat trade really worked out, right? I mean, he yeah. uh, he immediately made an impact on the team. Um, it didn't feel like they needed any like whatever twelve games, fourteen games to to mesh. You know, the chemistry mm-hmm. or whatever. It just immediate impact. Um, so I I don't I have a hard time believing that the Red Wing system isn't built to adapt to Patrick Kane. I'm not saying that he's going to be like the guy on the team. He's definitely not. He shouldn't be the guy. No, he shouldn't. He's no, <laughs> he should have not. And uh, but either way, I think he's going to be able to easily come in and make an impact, regardless of where the wings are in the standings. Yeah, yeah, it'll so. be interesting to see for sure. But mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see Patrick Kane back after his injury trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of injuries, <laughs> this is not even an injury. Yeah, Jacob Truba doing uh, his best uh, Barry Bonds impression. Yeah, Barry oh, Bonds, <laughs> Babe Ruth. Yeah, pick any baseball player. Shohei yeah. Otani. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I, to be honest, I didn't know about this until um, until like two hours before we uh, started recording, and I saw the video. Um, it. I don't think it looks intentional. Can you uh, can you just describe for our listeners who might not have seen it? Okay, yeah. So basically, it was a scrum near the uh, I believe it was near the the Boston. No, it was near the Rangers net, and yeah. um, I you know it, it was Rangers Bruins. So obviously, two teams that are like have no problem getting each other's faces or original six. Um, and basically, what happened was Trent Frederick had kind of sort of pushed jacob truba like you know a little scrum after the whistle he was crashing the net yeah a little scrum after the whistle the way truba was holding the stick it, it almost like slingshot catapulted directly into trent frederick's head <laughs> and not just like catapulted it looked like he took a swing at yeah that thing, it, like right? almost like you know when you go to top golf and you're just like let, let me see how hard i can hit it yeah and then they yell at you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> except there's no getting yelled at here the the refs did not call it there was no uh no suspension or nothing so you know the cricket world cup and just ended i think truba was a fan <laughs> just going for that six out of the park is he australian no <laughs> i mean who knows man um but yeah it was a uh, it was definitely it, it wasn't a good look but i have a hard time believing that you know that he meant to do it and it, i think that's also reaffirmed by truba's response you know post game or Whatever, yeah, so. Truba's comments. Uh, he said uh, it can't happen. Saw yeah. the video of it and it didn't look good. Got to control my stick better. Take the fine and move on. Yeah, that is a problem. I don't have with Truba's words, but I have with the fact that take the fine. That's all he got. So on this play mm-hmm. where he swung a stick mm-hmm. at another player's head, yeah, 
he got no penalty on the call and only a five thousand dollar fine no suspension yeah yeah and and keep in mind there's been some you know intentional stick to the head uh injuries that have like destroyed careers ruined careers pretty much like isn't this the one thing that the nhl has been trying to <laughs> cut down on is head injuries i, I see the, the reason i'm perplexed by this is because um one i don't it didn't look super intentional and obviously you know he owned up to it immediately uh-huh. um but the reason it's also perplexing is Truba's known to be a little over the top in terms of uh, aggressiveness on ice. Let's Truba say. is is known for being physical. Yes, but you know you can't judge a player on that, right? You can't just be like, "Oh, this guy's a physical guy, so every play he does has to be intentional," right? Yeah. But my point is, intention doesn't matter. So you're saying it's just it's a rule that he broke. Yeah. Okay. If the stick hits a player's head, it's high sticking. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> That's a black and white yeah. rule. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. It's just I, I think the. If I had to explain, I think the reason he didn't get the suspension or whatever is because it didn't look, quote unquote, intentional. Sure. But like, it's still a bad look. Isn't this what I said the last time we had a refing conversation? Yeah. You gotta, you want to stop these things, you got to crack down on it consistently. Yeah. So, and how, also, the ref was right freaking there. I was just about to ask, how do they miss this? Like, I, I, I saw like a couple of angles of it, but I, I'm like, how it was they a crashing it? the net play, which means the goalie has the puck, which means you're already looking because you got to blow the whistle when he covers it. Yeah. And the two of them are standing right in front of you. So were the refs like puck watching? Or they just decided, <laughs> you know what? Actually, it's the Bruins turn to get a penalty. Some game management mm, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That does happen quite a lot. Actually, Like, what is this? Yeah. Especially in the NHL. That happens quite a lot. And like, I don't even know if we talked about this on the show, but the uh, Timothy Lilligren injury with Brad Marchand. I don't remember, no. So, uh, Brad Marchand basically tripped uh, Lilligren. Uh-huh. Um, it was pretty much a slew foot. Uh. And Lilligren went into the boards awkwardly and is out on LTIR. Oh, man. Uh, I think Marchand got a pretty lenient, got off very leniently for that. Mm-hmm. And also, the, the ref didn't call anything. Also, again, looking right at it. Like, yeah. there are... You can go watch uh, Steve Dangle's video mm-hmm. of him ranting on this. There's literally, he has a freeze frame in there. The only three people in the screenshot are Marshan, Lilligren, and the ref. <laughs> it's like a meme. <laughs> yeah. And the puck's in the corner. It was on a chase the puck in the corner place. The puck's there, too. Yeah. Like, what are you looking it's at? It's crystal clear, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's... um. Do you, I, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories and all that, but, like, do you think that is also part of, like, the whole micromanagement of the game and... You yeah, know. it's this concept that um, of game management, right? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's you can find interviews with refs, and they basically talk about this all the time, that they feel that their job is to make sure the game doesn't get out of hand. Yes. And one of the ways they do that is by managing everybody's emotions and making sure there's an even amount of power plays. If you look at the data, more often than not, each team has the same amount of power plays, mm-hmm. which usually falls into the hands of the team who is willing to push the rules more. Yeah. Because they'll get away with things if the other team doesn't do it back. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think th- there's been plenty of examples, especially in the playoffs, there's been plenty of examples where, um, you know, there, there was a call that I, I think deep down, the re- they can't admit this on ice. Obviously, they can't, you know, s- confess that they're wrong. There's like rules against it. But, uh, you know, they can't. There was, they were clearly wrong. They knew it deep down. And so they called the softest, most BS call um, 
later again just to kind of even it out and yeah. it's usually within minutes too i feel like yeah before the period is over for sure yeah it has um, to happen right away yeah you know? otherwise otherwise the emotions like kind of take over the tempers flare and everything and that's yeah. when you have a full line brawl so yeah and you get uh everybody ejected from the game Did you see that call <laughs> <laughs> everyone get out of here yeah <laughs> this was the florida ottawa game yeah. there was a, a scrum on the ice yeah. and the ref just said game misconduct to everybody on the ice i mean just I'll, blanket I feel, <laughs> At that point, I think he might have actually made the right right move yeah. there. So, yeah. But um, yeah, a very very weird situation with the Truba Truba high stick and the inconsistency of it all. Yeah. So I mean, you have to conclude that this is what the NHL wants is this ambiguity, and the more you have it, the more you're going to have fans like us complaining. Yeah. So here we go. Here's another complaint to throw on the pile that yeah. I know you don't look at. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw it directly into the shredder. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, again, we don't even know where the fans that they're trying to cater to anymore. So, yeah. Like, who knows? Like, again, th- I don't know and, what fans you're trying to cater uh, to. Yeah, that's exactly that's the point. Yeah. I was like, we're just we're just two idiots ranting on a podcast yeah. <laughs> because they won't listen to us otherwise. Shall uh, we get to uh, the other ways the NHL has fucked it? Yeah. Let's continue. Why as well? Yeah. yeah. Let's keep going. <laughs> we're going off the ice now. <laughs> All right. So do you remember that? Uh, Little uh, pride jersey ban and pride tape ban we talked about earlier that they repealed. Mm -hmm. So when they initially banned pride jerseys, it wasn't targeted at pride jerseys. They said any specialty jerseys or wears, any themed night is, we're not going to allow this here. Yeah. This includes, um, you know, any like race related stuff, any military appreciation one is a big one they've done in the past. Hockey fights cancer. Hockey fights cancer. I I think they might have done that, but the jerseys weren't. Yeah, so Change. all of these, they still do the nights, yeah. but they don't wear the warm-up jerseys. Yeah. They just exist. Yeah. So, anyway, this comes to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they are hosting their Native American Heritage Night, and Marc-Andre Fleury had a specially designed mask by a Native American artist by the name of uh, Cole Red Horse Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted to wear that mask for the, the night. Yeah. And um, he wanted to honor his wife, who is an indigenous person. Mm-hmm. So the NHL threatened to fine Marc Andre Fleury if <laughs> yeah. he wore this uh, mask. Yeah, uh, he said, "Okay, fine me. I'm still going to wear it." Yeah. Then they threatened to fine the Minnesota Wild with even more money. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know what? Fuck it." And he wore the mask anyway. Good for him. Good for him. And uh, NHL didn't do anything. Of no course fine. not. Of course they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So the funniest thing about this all is. Um, I I looked this up just because I wanted to see general reaction to it, mm-hmm. um, not just you know hockey fans, but like just general reaction. And I believe um, a non sports network posted about it, and they were okay. talking about uh, they wrote an article saying like this is like <laughs> embarrassing, basically. Yeah, and I it got me thinking where um, if you're not a fan of the game and you're just looking at this, you're like the guy wore. So he wore a mask to one um, represent an actual Native American artist and so show support of his wife, um, who was indigenous. Mm-hmm. And the NHL said no. So if you're a guy who's not familiar with the uh, the antics, let's call it, of the NHL, yeah, you're just and this is your first time being exposed to something like this. You're just like, wow, the NHL is fucked. Like they do not care about the I mean, right thing at all. This is why the NHL sucking at marketing its positive things are so hurtful, right? Because yeah. 
What are the three biggest stories I can think of that have transcended in the mainstream for the NHL recently, right? It's this. Mm. It was the Pride jerseys debacle last year. Yeah. And it was the Kyle Beach problem. Yeah. I was going to say, the, the Kyle Beach one is going to stay around for a while, unfortunately. Like, do you guys understand that yeah. this is what casual people think of your league? Yeah. And this is why this is why people also shit on the shit on it in the comments all the time. You know, ESPN comments yeah. post like whatever one hockey highlight reel every like, and it has 40 to be posts. like something insane. Yeah. Every, yeah. Every 40 posts they'll post that. And then all the comments are like, no one cares. No one cares. No one cares. Yeah. And then it's just people like us desperately trying to defend the sport that the sport that, or this more specifically the league that, doesn't give a fuck about people like you and I. Yeah, and, so. and the way we defend it is you have to go and say, no, hockey itself is really fun. We the all league, know yeah. the NHL is fucked. Yeah, yes. But yeah. hockey is so fun to watch, yes, you know? Yes, yeah. And it's just, I don't know. This is a, Again, we're just here complaining about it, but it just feels like it's getting excessive to this point. It, like, I, I truly don't know what the NHL stands for anymore, mm-hmm. so... Well, one good thing to come out of this, if they ever ban anything again, it means nothing. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Clearly they're, they're, you have threats. no backbone. Yeah. They're threats, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and they mean nothing. And so far the people back. who have pushed the boundaries are, um, people who have promoted positive causes like, yeah. you know, pride and, uh, native American heritage night. Yeah. What happens when someone pushes your boundary on something not positive? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be like, Oh, we, we got to support it now. <laughs> I mean, like, again, you're just, you're making the wrong PR decision at every turn. Yeah. Like, how are you this bad at marketing? Yeah. I I just, I I get it. There's the whole, you know, constitutional free speech thing. There's all of that. I I totally get it. I'm in support of it, but stand for something. I Mm -hmm. I genuinely don't, again, I don't know what they stand for. I'm like, you don't have to pick sides. Like it's a, like a college sports game or whatever, but like, who are you? (laughs) Are you standing for good or bad? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's some cases where there's an obvious good and an obvious evil. Like, I you, don't know. You have no backbone. Yeah. Right? Like, if you... I understand the sentiment of, okay, we're going to ban all specialty jerseys. Yeah. I talked about this before. I understood that sentiment. Sure. But now you've put no weight behind it. Yeah. I mean, right? it feels like it means nothing. Yeah. So, right now, Marc-Andre Fleury is wearing a mask to honor Native American heritage. What are you going to do when, if someone has a mask with hate symbols? Yeah. Yeah. You're I mean, asking for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they were saying like, oh, it's, you know, for this is just an example. They're saying like, oh, it's part of my religion and it's like a mask with like swastikas on it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what, are you going to step away from that too? And, I don't know. And like, no, I'm not saying that they should have stopped Marc-Andre Fleury. No. Right? But you should have, you shouldn't be so... Wishy-washy? Not wishy-washy. The opposite. You shouldn't be so hard-lined about this. No mm. specialty jerseys. Mm. Everything else, you just heard me rant about penalties and how they do it. Everything else in your league is you make not a, a gray zone yeah. so that you hold the power. Yes. And the one place where you should have that gray zone, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> it feels, yeah, it's very backwards overall. Like penalties yeah. and suspensions, I feel like need to be black and white. Yeah. You do this, you get this. Yeah. You know, something like personal expression, that has a gray zone. A lot of it too. Yeah. Right. How does every... And uh, granted, there are problems with this, but how does every high school in the country have a dress code that mm-hmm. addresses this and you can't figure it out? Yeah. Yeah. This is your professional sports league, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like, come on, man. Like, you should have a, instead of just a blanket ban, it should be, okay, all specialty things need to be approved by league, whatever. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you would have let this through, right? Yeah. Um, if you don't, then I'm going to come at you for that one. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that at least makes a little more sense, right? Yeah. 
This is um yeah I I have a very hard time believing that Marc Andre Fleury wouldn't have you know gone through with that process if yeah. it, it even existed. That and approval. Like, they already let through um, a couple of those hockey fights, cancer helmets. Yeah. Like uh, Sergei Bobrovsky did and one other goalie did. Yeah. I'm forgetting the name. But yeah. obviously you're okay with some things. Yeah. I, I saw there was like, uh, the, at least they threatened to find about a sticker of some sort on a helmet. I can't remember exactly the context of the scenario, but um, yeah, there was some sort of themed sticker and they were like, no. And yeah. I was like, it's a sticker, bro. Yeah. <laughs> on a helmet. I, it might not even been on his helmet during the game. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. There's like the ad, you know, there's so many contract stuff that are going behind, on behind the scenes that we'll never know about. But <laughs> bro, like if it was that, I would have appreciated that explanation, right? Yeah. You can't, oh, we can't do this because of contract. Yeah. Okay, done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. You know, this is the one place you needed to have some, some balls, gr- some gray zone yeah. and a backbone. <laughs> yeah. You basically said our fines mean nothing. Yeah. In the context of this, right? Yeah. If I'm a, if I'm a player or, or a coach or, or whatever, um, and I'm have something I want to support, I'm going to go ahead and do it apparently, because how bad is this fine? Really? If your owner is friends with Gary Bettman, do what you want. <laughs> Even if <laughs> they're not, much. do what you want. You probably yeah. won't find you. Yeah. That you'll probably be fine. They don't, they don't really stand for much anyway. Yeah. So. So honestly, good good on Marc Andre Fleury. I'm glad he kind of oh, yeah. went through with his decision. Yeah. yeah. So, and um, I know um, a lot of people were excited that he wore that. Yeah. He didn't even play in the game. So oh, really? He was the backup that night. He oh. just wore it for warmups. Good for and, him. And all this, all the more better. Yeah. 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 Good for him. Like mm-hmm. uh, you know, you need players that are not star players uh, to. Okay, Marc Andre Fleury is a star. Let's not get crazy. No, here. no, no. I'm saying like even if they're. Even if they're not like I'm saying, like if they're just a regular backup goalie, I'm, yeah, if they're yeah. not Mark Andre Fleury. Mm-hmm. They, I, they have all the more reason to like you know, rep whatever they want to. Yeah, because yeah. clearly the NHL's not going to do shit about it anyway. So, yep. yeah. And also, um, just to point out one last positive on this story, his mask uh, was up for auction, and that price has gone through the roof. Good. So good, uh, and I'm sure yep. the uh, like the proceeds are going to. The uh, Native American communities. Or? Yeah, I don't know exactly where it's going, but it's not going to Mark Andre Fleury. Good. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Love to hear it. Yeah. All right. Last story for this episode. Mm-hmm. Corey Perry has been had his contract terminated by the Chicago Blackhawks, mm-hmm. and uh, no reason has been given publicly as to why. Yeah. One day he was practicing, he got pulled and healthy scratched from a game. Yep. And a few days later, he's gone. Mm-hmm. It's it. It all feels like. Maybe not super fast, but pretty fast. I feel like within a week at least. Oh right? yeah, it yeah. was like four days, five days. Yeah. Um, actually, do you want to do you want to just give for people that don't know? Do you want to just give the general timeline for this? Uh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Okay. And then um, I just pulled up Kyle Davidson's statement on yeah, the situation. Sure. So go okay, ahead and get so, the timeline. So actually, yeah, it was it was exactly a week. So Tuesday, November twenty first, normal practice. Perry's there. Um, the next day, he's healthy, scratched against the. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Nobody thought much of it. You know, he, he's been scratched before, whatever. Yeah, I, I actually wanted to add in here. He took warm-ups that game. He mm-hmm. got scratched after warm-up. And then, um, you know, when, when inquired about it, the, uh, the head coach, Luke Richardson, he just said, you know, it's just an organizational decision. Again, nothing, nothing more thought of it. There's been scratches in the past where, you know, it didn't really mean anything. It was just a discipline thing, whatever. A couple of days later, on Saturday, November 25th, uh, the GM Davidson reveals that, you know, Perry's on his quotes is going to be gone for the foreseeable future. Um, nobody really knows what that means. Nobody now people are kind of wondering like, Hey, is he, is he good? Is, is, is the organization good? Like what uh-huh. happened kind of thing. And, um, 
three days later, he has been uh, put on waivers. This is the 28th, so technically, we're recording this on the 29th. As of yesterday, um, put on waivers to uh, terminate his contract, and he has cleared waivers today. So he is uh, officially a free agent and no longer the Blackhawks, and this all happened within a span of a week. So... Yep. And um, just want to read uh, Kyle Davidson's statement on this. Kyle Davidson is general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks. So um, just giving his opening statement from his press conference. Uh, all right. Starting here. Thank you, everyone, for being here today. First and foremost, I want to start off by reiterating the organization is committed to a culture of accountability and upholding our values across our employees and players, both on and off the ice. Last week, management was notified of possible misconduct by Corey Perry. We immediately pulled him from the game and conducted an internal investigation. Upon learning the findings of the investigation, we made the decision to terminate his contract. As this is an individual personal matter, I will not be able to disclose any details related to the initial reporting, investigation, or the findings. However, I do want to be very clear on on this one point. This does not involve any players or their families, and anything that suggests otherwise, or anyone that suggests otherwise, is wildly inaccurate, and frankly, it's disgusting. This has been a tough situation, and I understand you wanted answers. It was important that we took all the necessary steps before sharing more. I hope you can understand that I may not be able to answer everything today, but I'm going to be as open and honest as I can be, given the situation and out of respect for those involved. Mm-hmm. So um, to, to kind of allude to the, the quote where he's saying, oh, there's a situation that's wildly inaccurate, there is, um, there's a lot of rumors going about, about you know, Connor Bedard and and family and like affairs and stuff like that. Not gonna get into it because I I don't believe him one bit. I think it's just Reddit trolls looking for I'm attention. I'm pretty sure that was started as a meme. Yeah, and became I, more. Yeah, because people like to read headlines and run with it, and yeah, yeah, and people got nothing better to do. But yeah, um, I I don't believe any of the Connor Bedard rumors at all, or any of the family rumors at all. So, but at the same time, this is also a question I wanted to open up to you. After what has happened with the Kyle Beach uh, situation, don't you think this organization kind of needs to disclose when they can what actually happened? Otherwise, it just it's just a I don't know. I, there's something about this that leaves a bad taste in my mouth to like keep it quiet. And it's not even me being nosy. It's specifically because it's the Blackhawks. I might be off the beaten path here. Mm. I think the Blackhawks handled this perfectly. You think so? Yeah. If the whole problem with Kyle Beach is that they covered up that situation for a decade. Yeah. If not, it was more than, no, it was about a decade. Yeah. Yeah. And they let um, the perpetrator go with, even with a recommendation. And he inflicted more damage later. Too. Yeah. So here it seems like this was, it's very clear of his conduct related. So Corey Perry himself did something. We don't know what he did and enough to warrant being kicked out of the organization. Mm-hmm. If they were repeating their mistakes, they would have let Corey Perry go quietly mm. they would have you know found a way to put him on ltir or just said oh it's a buyout because he's not playing well mm-hmm. and given him his money and let him go mm-hmm. but no they were very clear here they said there was a misconduct Corey perry's contract is being terminated he's out and i'm here to answer any questions the best i can mm-hmm. i understand that something is tying his hands of yeah. revealing the whole situation yeah and it seems like if there was i'm not saying there is but if there was a victim in this situation yeah he seems to be alluding to that um then it might be out of respect for them that yeah. he is not diving into further details. Yeah. So it seems like he is doing what he can 
And I know it's unsatisfying for us as fans to not know everything. Yeah. And it's slowly coming out through insider leaks. Yeah. If you want to believe them or not, I'm not going to get into them here. Yeah. But this is what I would expect an organization to do. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, the organization should be trying to protect its employees the best it can. But there will be cases of bad actors. Yeah. And when there is a bad actor and you know about it, it's up to you now to take that action. Yeah. The problem with Kyle, the Kyle Beach situation was they didn't take action or took very wrong actions for the sake of protecting a team and their Stanley Cup run. Mm-hmm. Here, they're not doing that. Yeah. They did the right thing. They're saying what they can say as much as the situation will allow them to. Yeah. So this is what I expect an organization to do. Yeah. When you phrase it like that, I, I, would, I will agree with you. The only thing I'm hoping that Chicago doesn't do is um, kind of just brush it completely away because mm-hmm. it, it, I, I'm, just a, I'm just a regular fan. I'm not even a Blackhawks fan, but I'm sure there's people that are actual, you know, actual Blackhawks fans and people that are you know, close with Corey Perry and whatever. They are going to want to know. They were going to want accountability. for. They want answers, and right? And it so. sounds like the people who need to know what happened do know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I that that is good on the Blackhawks, but I do think this just based on what happened, I think it is beneficial that that transparency is there, just so like you know. I think I, I eventually. Think I'm not saying yeah. it needs to come out now. Yeah. I, once eventually, it might. Once it actually is, I, I don't know if it's a criminal matter or whatever. If it can legally not, or if it legally has to wait right now, but once it is appropriate to disclose, I feel like it should be disclosed. Yeah. So, and the sense I'm getting from Kyle Davidson, at least in the statement, is that he cannot right now, and he yeah. would if he could. Yeah. And I know it's unsatisfying, but I think as fans, we have to accept that for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. So I I will agree they made the right decision. Now, I'm just hoping they continue that and yes. uh, uphold that accountability um, later on. Um, not to uh, not to completely put this all on you know the Blackhawks organization. Do you think? that another team picks up Perry later or is, or do you think he's kind of done? It really depends on the severity, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think any team's going to do it right now because that's, that's a hot potato. That VR. It's you almost know. like, what was it? The Mike Hoffman situation a couple years ago with Eric Carlson and yeah, all that. It was, yeah. Why would you bother right now? Yeah. Right? Or, or Evander Kane when all, all that was. Yeah. 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 So I could see a team picking them up if they're able to get information from the Blackhawks about what happened. Mm, even if the public is not able to yeah um he is a good veteran presence and he was supposed to be there to help bedard mature along with taylor hall who is also out with an injury so this does put the blackhawks in a weird situation yeah but despite that they're doing this yeah um in terms of another team picking up perry like i don't think before the trade deadline we're gonna see that Mm -hmm. because the teams who would want someone like Corey perry are teams who want to shelter their depth Mm mm-hmm or a rebuilding team, right? Yeah. If, because of what sounds like Kid Davidson has said, um, you wouldn't, if you're a rebuilding team, I don't know if you want Perry there because you're trying to build culture and mm-hmm. accountability, those kind of things, right? I mean, they, but he was on the Blackhawks who were also a rebuilding team, right? Yeah, and as soon as he did something... Oh, I see. Okay, I understand. Okay. was related to his behavior, yeah. he's gone, Yeah. right? You want good behavior guys, basically, for rebuilding. Yeah. So that means they're not going to be interested until the story's cleared up. Yeah. That teams that would be interested fair. are teams that want to shore up their third and fourth lines, mm-hmm. and there's no reason for them to do that until the trade deadline. Yeah. That is, okay. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And yeah. by then, we might have more information. Yeah. I, I mean, 
hopefully, fingers crossed, yes. But um, something I also want to mention is Perry's always been a, a player to kind of play on the edge, let's say, yeah. um, with the Ducks and, and everyone. And everyone remembers when he got kicked out of the first like 10 minutes of the Stars outdoor game. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> to take that walk. huge, long walk of shame or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, even then, it's there's no guarantee, I, I don't think, that a team picks him up at the trade deadline. Yeah. Just, there's, there's, no there's a gamble involved with them, right? Yeah. So. And I don't think we're going to hear about anyone picking him up until that time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So definitely a story to, uh, you know, keep, keep eyes on, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, uh, a little frustrating in the sense that we can't have everything right now in our, in our day and age of instant gratification. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got, we as fans got to take this one. Yeah. I think. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is much better, uh, initial handling, uh, immediate handling, let's say, um, yep. as compared to, you know, a decade ago. Yep, yep. It's good to see. Yeah. Some positivity. Yeah. So we complained a lot, but there's there's upsides. <laughs> yep. As we always do on the show. Yeah. We complain a bit, <laughs> yeah. you know? We gotta. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed, but uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, this has been Glass Seats. We're out every week. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, and YouTube. Uh, we're also on Instagram. And for YouTube and Instagram, the handle is at Spud Network Podcast, where you can check out this show and you can check out our other shows. Wherever you listen, watch, follow us. If you can leave us a like, comment, subscribe, whatever it is, uh, helps us grow the show. We'll see you next episode. Bye.